Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Body Podcast, the intersection of physical and fitness success, physical and financial success and fitness. I'm Nate Palmer. If you're here, it's probably because you're a high performer, busy professional business owner that's interested in gaining an unfair advantage in your life using fitness and nutrition as force multipliers. Um, one of these days, I'm going to get through this whole intro without screwing it up, and it's going to be glorious, but today's not that day, and it's no big deal, because today we are jumping in live in the group, and if you're not a part of the group, go to n8trainingsystems.com group to join us there. We are diving in today to talk about strength training, the three commandments of strength training that you need to start doing right now, today, and you can take these rules and bust them out in the gym today, this afternoon, if, it, if you're headed that direction, to start getting some results. So I'll give you some really actionable steps, things that you can use if you're a beginner, if you're just starting off and you're like, man, what do I do when I'm, when I'm hitting the gym? Great, it's a great start for you. If you're intermediate and you're maybe not getting the physical results you're looking for, this is an amazing, it's gonna be an amazing episode because this is really gonna, gonna help you amplify your results without changing a whole lot in terms of like the, the meat and potatoes, what you're doing, just kind of changing your, your frame around a, a certain thing. So I can't wait to dive in. These three things are gonna, totally revolutionize the way you're, you're uh, training if you're not already doing them. Stick around and find out. But before we jump in, really want to give a shout out to two people who have been absolutely crushing it. Eric and Sarah DeBose, you guys are absolutely on fire. Uh, you're about three months into the, or two months into the Million Dollar Body Program. We're getting through phase two right now. And uh, each one of you guys down 25 plus pounds for a total of like 60 pounds in your household. So I just want to say that is amazing. Great job. Um, normally we're looking for you know, in the million dollar body program, about 30 pounds in, in four months. Um, and so you guys are smashing that you've been so consistent and you're really some of the only people I've ever met who have lost weight, uh, on vacation twice. So if you guys are here, um, give a, give a congratulations to Eric and Sarah. They've been absolutely killing it. So dedicated and, um, their taco content, the amount of times talks they eat tacos per week is just on point. It's exactly where I want it to be. Perfect. All right, let's get into it. So today, talking about the three commandments for training. What do you need to be doing on a regular basis in your training program to make progress? And I define progress here. What I'm not talking about is like, oh, I'm, I'm not trying to get your powerlifting totals up. You're not your squat totals. You can use these same methods to improve your strength, but we're talking today about physical results. How do you look like you lift? How do you look great in a tank top, look great with your shirt off, look great in your clothes? How do you make the time you spend training, working out, beasting it at the gym so, so effective? Because honestly, we go to the gym, you see people in there, like especially if you've been going to the gym for a while, you see people in there day after day, year after year, and they look the same. Their bodies never change and they're not following these rules. And I don't want that for you because if you're here and you, you're obviously looking for results, you want to, you want something to change. You want something to get better. So why go spend a bunch of time, energy, and effort to have something that doesn't actually improve. So what we're trying to, what we're talking about today is how do you build more muscle? How do you improve your metabolism? How do you look awesome? How do you bulletproof your body, your joints, your tendons, your ligaments, the shoulders, knees, low back? How do you make sure that you're always like working out safely, working out smarter, not harder? And we're going to go into these with my three commandments today. Okay. So without further ado, let me just, let me just get right into the number one. Okay. Number one, and you probably knew I was going to say this, but thou shalt get stronger. And that's shout with a T on the end. Thou shalt get stronger. What this means 
is that you need to be pushing the progression, pushing your improvement on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. Every single time you go to the gym, you should do something a little bit better. Now that doesn't mean your bench press is gonna go up five pounds every single time you go to the gym. That it's not possible. That's why you don't see very many people who are like bench pressing 500 pounds after you know three years. It just doesn't happen that fast. So just because your weight didn't go up, that doesn't mean you didn't progress. Okay, so you're getting stronger. You can get stronger in a, in a couple of different ways. First of all, though, like what we're talking about, these rules, these are specifically for resistance training, for weight training, for strength training, for for going and actually hitting the gym. So I'm not necessarily talking about um, going out and running or doing your cardio or like you know hitting a hit class or Zumba or something like that. This is for weight training because weight training is the number one way to change your body. Weight training is basically the closest thing that we have to a magic pill. So if you're like on the fence, like, should I do cardio? Should I do training? Go do resistance training. It's the best bang for your buck thing you can do. It, it's related to so many positive things. It, like it's, there's some studies that come out recently that showed that weight training and taking antidepressants show like an equivalent result, positive result in someone's mood who has anxiety or depression. I don't have that, so I can't speak to it. But that's one of the studies I just read. Uh, you're going to make more money when you're weight training. You know, people who are who are weight training on a consistent basis are more fit, making five to ten percent more than people who are not. You're going to sleep better. You're going to recover better. You're going to look better. You're going to be able to eat more calories. You're going to be able to eat more carbs. There's so many benefits, and that's only the physical stuff. That you're not talking, talking about the mental benefits, the endorphins, the positive mood, the identity shift that comes with being someone who works out. Like it's these things are all magic. I'm not even going to go into them. Okay, so. Number one, thou shalt get stronger. So I had a client and th actually this happened to me two times. This is something I heard this very, very recently, but I also had this happen like one or two times in the past as well, where I had a client come in and most of the time this happens to females. Uh, they come in and they're like, hey, I was working with another trainer and I want to lift weights. I like to lift weights. I feel good lifting weights. I feel like my body does better when I, when I get stronger. I want to do a pull-up. I want to be able to move my body. I want to be able to like progress. And she said, my trainer, I, I came in and he was like, okay, great, 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 great. Everything sounds great. And then he, what he would do is he would take me up to like the stretching area and we do a bunch of like little band exercises, little step outs, the step back in some glute bridges and stuff. And then they'd be like, all right, great. Well, next time we might get to the chance to go to the weights. And I've heard this several times from people who have just, who have wanted to go with that, like to go do those weights, do the heavy lifting, build strength, but have been held back by either a a well-intentioned, I'm sure, trainer, um, magazine covers that tell you that you're going to look too bulky, or even just kind of like the societal pressures that come from being like, well, you're female, you should probably just do cardio, you know, you should probably just reduce yourself, get smaller, become a little bit less, you know, that would be less intimidating for guys. And I know you really want to meet some guys. So yeah, guys don't like girls who weight train. Like, so like, that's the kind of like the overarching, like feeling that people maybe like embody, especially women. So if you're in that boat and you're like, I don't know, like, should I, will I get too bulky? No, you will only get better, right? You only get better because weight training is all about improving, growing, building, becoming more. Whereas cardio, I think it's a, it's a wrap for becoming less. So don't be the person who doesn't improve, doesn't get stronger because of a fear-based response, because we're afraid of what so-and-so might think of us, or this douchebag thinks I'm too bulky. Well, tell you what, if someone thinks you're too bulky or you're too strong, or you're too intimidating, fuck that guy, fuck them. Because that sucks. And really the, the, the best thing that you can be doing for yourself is building, 
consistent improvement over time. That doesn't come from becoming, making yourself smaller, making yourself less. So thou shalt get stronger is in direct contrast to thou shalt get weaker, thou shalt get slower, thou shalt get smaller. So don't, don't fall prey to that societal myth that we need to become smaller, we need to become less, like, you know, we're too much. Get bigger, become more, become greater. And that the way one super easy way you can do this is becoming stronger. Hitting the gym is a great way to um, to like kind of have a mirror or reflection of life. You know, like, so you like put yourself in front of challenges. You do the challenges. You fall, you go back. To, you go down and you get back up again. Like there's a lot of uh, parallels to your life. So throwing yourself into challenging situations. You know whether it's through weight training or uh, and like harder jobs or putting yourself out there. That's only going to build your confidence, build you up, help you improve. Okay. Thou shalt get stronger. When I was first started getting attracted to weight training, it was because there was a really specific event when I was a kid um, that happened to me that made me feel really, really powerless. That was what was happening. Maybe you've heard me tell this story before, but what's happening is that my mom had rent to drop off my sisters at, at school. I was home by myself and someone knocked on the door and I was like, who's that? Like, what's no one's supposed to be here right now. Look down and it's a guy I didn't recognize. So I was like, I didn't open the door. He comes around back. My dog's like, what's up guy? Doesn't like bark at him at all. Just the worst guard dog ever. And I'm like that. I don't think there should be someone in the backyard right now, but like, I don't know. I'm a little bit scared of getting in trouble. So I don't, I'm not going to like call anyone. So all of a sudden I hear like psh, glass breaking in the back. And I'm like, oh, that is a clear sign that something is incorrect. Something's not going on. And I was like super stressed. I was 11, you know, like I don't say like traumatized, but like just didn't know what to do. Didn't have any, didn't have any reference points. So what I did was I went and grabbed a steak knife out of the life block in the, in the kitchen. And I crawled under my bed and I locked my door and I just hid there. And I was like, if someone puts their face into the bed, I'm going to stab them in the face. And I was so, so scared. And what the guy did is he like walked down the hallway, got wood floors. So it was like, boom, boom, boom. Pounds on the door, bop, 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 bop on my, on my bedroom door. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to die today. I'm going to get killed by someone who's in my house that I don't even know. So terrified, obviously. Um, he goes through, steals all of our nice things, which, you know, in like, what is this? Nine, like 2001 was like a DVD player. And he like took our DVD players. Rude. Um, but I was like, I was really, you know, bothered by that as one might assume. And I really, at that point, I was like, I didn't really get it. So I did two things. Number one, I was like, I'm not, I'm never going to let anyone like bully me or push me around again. And I'm going to take my power back by becoming a, like just a monster. I want to be like this biggest, scariest person ever. And um, I was like, you know, six foot two at the time. And I probably weighed about 130. So, you know, that wasn't really in the genetic cards for me. So while I was like, you know, working on my fitness, trying to build big, scary, beefy, a muscle suit to protect me, I also started collecting knives. So I had I, like, by the time I was in like high school, I had probably a hundred knives in my house or in my room, different places. Gotta, gotta, gotta take that power back any way you can get it. And so becoming stronger, it was not necessarily this thing where I got to the thing where, where I got to like the, the top of the mountain. I was like, oh, I can bench press 300 pounds now. Now no one can ever be mean to me again. Because you learn like that's not the case. That's never that's never gonna be the case. You're never gonna be. I've kind of given up on being the the biggest badass in the room or the biggest like scariest dude out there. It's just like it's just not gonna happen. So, and that, that's not like that important to me anymore. But the lessons that I've learned and the strength that I've gained mentally as well as physically have been instrumental in some of the other things that that have taken place. I'm like an, I'm a really average person. I was never the fastest. I was never the strongest. I was never the most athletic. 
And so weight training gave me this ability to where I would just, it was like me versus me every single time. So like, and I knew I could win through consistency, not through talent. So I didn't have to be talented to be good at this. And so by having like the ability to look for strength every single time, getting more stronger and stronger. And I spent years screwing it up too. Um, it was just such a gift to me. And I don't think I'd be in the same place that I am with wife, two kids, business, online business, having traveled like throughout the, throughout the world, written two books. I just wouldn't be in the same place if it wasn't for strength training. If it wasn't for the first commandment of strength training, thou shalt get stronger. Let's do number two. Thou shalt not mix and match. Okay, thou shalt not fuck around, okay? So I'm super guilty of this. I am the, I am the chief among the people that need to hear this message. Um, especially early on when I was training and it was because I love training. I've told you this before. I loved it. So I was like, like, you know, like as soon as like I kind of grew up and like learned a lot in the advent, like the internet age. So like when people started posting stuff on YouTube and then Instagram came along and I was watching all these videos and trainers, I'm like, oh, wow. Like that guy's super ripped and he's doing it. Like he's got his feet in the TRX and his hands in the TRX and he's like going out and doing like these crazy exercises. That must be what he does. So I'd go like, oh, I'm going to do TR, I'm going to get really good at the TRX exercises. Then I'd see this other guy and just being like pushing like a weight above his head. And, I'm, and he's like the number one shoulder exercise is to single dumbbell press. And I was like, oh man, I got to do single dumbbell press. And I see someone who's like, like crushing a jump rope. And I'd be like, whoa, I got to get good at jump rope. And I was just like, a, I was like a kid with ADHD because I probably am a kid with ADHD. So I'd be like just jumping around, program hopping so much as we're as like, uh, in a kind of in the first couple um, couple of years of training. And so I would never give a program uh, the right amount of time to start following commandment number one, thou shalt get stronger. I was never gave it the program the, the right amount of time to improve, okay? So most strength training programs basically um, have a, I would call it a shelf life of about six, to 12 weeks, kind of depending, you know, depending on how your progress goes, depending on how your body is, how much recovery you get, that sort of thing. But most people don't have the attention span to stick around for that length of time. So instead what they do is they're like, they'll spend a week or whatever doing one program. And they're like, well, I'm not, it's not getting any results. And so they'll go and they'll do another program. I'm gonna do Pilates, I'm gonna hit Zoom, but I'm gonna do cardio. And then they go back to the gym and they say like, oh, well, I saw Kayla Itzines. She's doing burpees. She's doing a 30-day burpee challenge. And you're like, oh, I'll just do that because she's fit. And then it's like, you see someone on TV, they're like, it's the total gym. You just got to do it like this. And you're like, oh, maybe I'll just do the total gym. And then someone's like, it's the tonal. It's a thing on your wall where it's got handles. And you're like, well, I'd maybe get the tonal. And we see all these like muscly people with great physiques and sick abs and great bodies showing off all these like these new fancy exercises. And they're like, you don't want to do it the old fashioned way. Well, you got to do it this way. But what they don't tell us is that the guy only looks like that because he did it the old fashioned way. Like there's a, there's a bar right now called the X3 bar. Dr. John Jackish invented it. It's a banded exercise. And he wrote a book called weight, weight training doesn't work, which is just horseshit. Weight training does work. Look at all. If you want to compare the, uh, the people who have gotten a really great, amazing physiques using only bands, it's like this many people. If you want to compare the people who have gotten great, amazing physiques using weight training, it's like this many people. Of course it works. Don't like, like, so people, people will, 
will try to sell their stuff and being like, you don't want to do weight training because there's no money in it. There's no money in it. Like how much does a gym membership cost? 10, 20 bucks. So like, we can't sell you fancy, fancy the mirror equipment or this one thing you get at Costco and it's $300. We can't sell those things if just going to your local gym and just putting in work repeatedly is actually the, the answer. Same with fasting. A lot of, there's a, if we could bottle up fasting and, and sell it as a, like as the industry, um, we would, but we don't talk about it a whole lot. We, especially like the 24 or 48 hour fast, like, because there's no food, there's nothing to sell it. So it's, there's no, it doesn't get talked about a lot. These really effective strategies that people kind of poo poo and, and like look down on because they're like, well, it's not the newest, hottest shit. So you're, so it's not the best. So going back to commandment number two, thou shalt not mix and match. The goal is to pick something and then number one, get strong at it, improve. And here's how the, here's how the curve goes. So week one and week two, we're getting what's called neurological adaptations to an exercise. So think about like the first time you swung a baseball bat or a golf club or shot a basketball or something, some new skill that was just kind of foreign to you. When you first start off, you're like, man, this feels weird. Or you're like, think about like throwing with your left hand. If you're, if you're a righty, if you look like me doing it, then, you know, I mean, I, I feel for you, but it just feels awkward. It's uncomfortable. So, and like, so think about going in and doing like, even like, like if you're doing, if you're used to doing something like a row like this, changing it up and going like this, adding in that new type of exercise. So going from like a neutral grip to a, like a, a higher grip or elbows at 90 degree grip, something like that can be like a new enough exercise to cause neurological adaptations. Those to those take place in your brain and think of it as like, if you have a little, like little cow path going down, going down the street, where your cows walk and you take them out to the pasture and they eat their food and they come back. And it's just a little like a single track trail. You could probably ride a mountain bike on it. That's what your neurological pathways look for, for exercises that you're not familiar with. So that, that's what your golf swing looks like before you start when you're, when you're like, you know, early on. And then as you swing that golf club, do that row, do your chest press over and over and over and over and over again. It's like you're driving four wheels through there and then semi trucks and then three cars at a time. And so that little cow path becomes a bigger and bigger and bigger until you've done it hundreds and hundreds of times. Now it's a super highway. Think about Tiger Woods swinging a golf club, man, that guy doesn't, they can do it in his sleep. And yeah, they're obviously, obviously always working on it, but like swinging a golf club for him is, is as easy as it is for us to breathe. So creating those neurological adaptations, going from the cow path to the superhighway is what happens in the first couple of weeks of your training. So like, think about that. That's a neurological adaptation. That's where you get a lot of strength gains. You're like, man, I went from 40 pounds to 60 pounds in two weeks. Awesome. Cause your body just is getting used to the weight. It's getting used to the movement. Then in weeks two through six, eight ish, kind of depending that's when some of these really cool adaptations take place. The physical adaptations. That's when you're like, man, do I, do I, do I look buff to you? Do they, did everyone think I look buff? And so like, you catch yourself in the mirror or someone's like, Hey, like, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. And you're like, they're like, dude, did you gain some weight? Gain some size. And you're like, yeah, my shoulders are looking bigger. And that's what happens in the, in that like secondary period after your body's kind of gotten used to gotten used to the this light keeps going off as I do this. If you're just listening to the podcast, just trust that it's true. So that's like, that's what happens 
in that secondary period. So that's why it's so important not to mix and match because if, you, if you're always going back and forth between like BOSU ball balance exercises and then you're doing TRX exercises and then you're doing a bodybuilding routine then you're doing the five by five and then you're doing small law of junior to just squat every single day. You're never letting yourself ad adapt and improve and actually give yourself the physical results that you're looking for. Thou shalt not mix and match okay and just remember that the people who are like looking buff on tonal total gym peloton they didn't get their results that way that's not how it's that's not how it happened they got their results the old-fashioned way and then they're just shilling away for whatever whatever company's paying them sad but true that's how it is so it is marketing americans we are the best at marketing in the entire world and it's hard to discern the truth because of it all right the number the but the, but here i got you the truth i got you the truth right here i'm gonna bring it to you number three third commandment is thou shalt slow down. Thou shalt slow down, aka thou shalt focus. Thou shalt use tempo training. Thou shalt slow down on your reps. Okay. So when I was, when I was uh, probably like, just like just before I got married, I was a 20, I was 23 when I got married. My wedding anniversary was, uh, my 10 year was last Friday. So that was pretty, pretty legit. I'm pretty excited about that. A lot of people are like, I got married young. Yeah. So when I was like 22, 23, right before I got married, I lived with a, a buddy of mine named Harry and we had a gym in the garage and we would just, we would like just be out in the garage, just training and like eating protein, like dry protein out of a, out of a bucket. Like it was, it was just a savage time in, in everyone's life at that point. But so what we would do is like, we would just be outside, just like, we would just deadlift for like three hours and we'd like, you know, do it and go do something inside and come back and then do it six minutes later. And then the whole time we would just go inside and we would, we would watch Pumping Iron, the documentary about Arnold Schwarzenegger. We probably watched it like 50 times in a year. Just all, it was always on. You're always catching just parts of it. And so what we would do is we'd just be thinking about like, like oh man, like there's the one scene when, he, when Arnold's talking about uh, what he, comparison of the, of the pump. And if you don't know this, just go look up Pumping Iron Arnold um, and just, just see what comes back on YouTube. It's, I don't want to ruin the surprise for you. Um, but he's but he's basically talking about how do you get a good pump? Why, like, why is it important to get a, pump, a good pump? So he's talking about the mind-muscle connection and squeezing. And like, so we just took this to heart. It was like, well, if Arnold's good enough for Arnold, you know, especially like during his Mr. Olympia days, like probably good enough for me too. So at that point, we um, I started going from trying to like do reps as much as I possibly can because I was like, I'll get strong. I'm just going to do as many reps as I can. If I can do 10 reps with 200 pounds, that's way better than getting like 10 reps with 185, right? And, I, and like originally, I was like, that's that's that makes sense. But then after like, you know, after about my 23rd watch of this movie, I was like, oh, maybe this is not like it's not about speed. It's not about just lifting as many reps as you can, as many times as you can, as fast as you can. And you'd watch the movie and you see these guys training. These all, like, it was just, it's an amazing movie for training montages. If you've never seen it, it's just classic, you have to. And so you see these guys doing the work and putting it in and their reps are very controlled, very controlled, very smooth. And there's a lot of pauses, squeezes, holds. And, and like, because they're trying to contract their muscle and get their brain to activate their muscle as much as possible. So if you're doing a bicep curl, rather than just lifting each side, kind of going back and forth, lifting up, squeezing super tight, and then controlling the descent on that bicep curl is gonna be give you so much more benefit than doing fast reps. So if you can do bicep curls with 20 pounds and you can get 10 reps easy, 
take it down to 15 and then slow down. We call it the negative or the eccentric. That's the lowering phase. So if you're doing a lat pull down, the lowering phase goes going from your chest and releasing up. If you're doing a bench press, the lowering phase is going from arms extended, releasing down to your chest. Whatever that period is where you're lowering it against gravity, you're fighting gravity to uh, lower the weight. That's the eccentric or negative portion. A very simple rule you can follow here. And there's obviously more nuance to this that we can get into. And all my programs have, uh, have this incorporated. We talk a lot about tempo, but a very simple way that you can start getting results with this right now, right off the bat, is just by adding in a three second negative, a three second eccentric to each of your movements. So if it's a dumbbell row, three seconds on the way down. If it's a bicep curl, three seconds on the way down. If it's chest press, three seconds on the way down. This is a great way to improve the mind-muscle connection without having to think about like, oh, and I just need to push and squeeze my chest or squeeze the bicep because sometimes that's just tricky, right? Especially when that mind, when that when that uh, neural pathway is like a dirt path and not a super not a super highway, it becomes very challenging to get a really good squeeze, especially under load. So just simply slowing down the negative, it can be a huge, huge opportunity for growth, for building strength, and for teaching your body to control, to control the muscle and build more muscle. So that's one of the things that in the past year or so has been um, just like instrumental to the training that I've been doing and the ability to put on a little bit more size, which is, you know, like slower, slow sledding for me. So by, by, by slowing down and being very, very consistent and deliberate in the tempos that I'm using in my workouts, it's, it's resulted in like th uh, three or four pounds of muscle gain, even while I was in a deficit, even while I was cutting. So that like, it's, I can't understate the importance here. Um, obviously, like as you get to like the top end sets, like you're trying to do your one rep max, I wouldn't have you doing like the, the slow, slow negative, but for most other sets, if you're doing sets of six plus reps, keep that negative slow, keep it controlled all the time. And then if you're looking for like figuring it out, just go one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000, push back up. Now for the concentric, the press, the push part, the, like the pull, like the, the active part where you're actually like doing the work. Generally speaking, I like to keep that at a, at about like one second. So not trying to make it fast, not trying to make it slow, just doing the work. Okay. And the more you can push fast or pull fast or like in, incorporate some muscle groups without getting out of control, the more muscle fibers you, you'll generally recruit, the better results. So don't try to slow down like the pushing of a bench press or the pulling of a lat pull down or a pull up, but instead just focus on that three second eccentric. You can always make that four seconds or five seconds. If you're just a sadist, just a glutton for punishment. So that's, that's just it y'all three commandments. Thou shalt get stronger. Thou shalt not mix and match and thou shalt slow down. That's three ways that you can start getting amazing results in your physical fitness at the gym today. You can go do these things today and start seeing results. If you want something that's, that you can do consistently, that's a program that's going to help you get, get results. Or if you're looking to lose weight, like, uh, like I talked about Sarah and Eric in, uh, in the beginning of the episode, if you're trying to drop 30 pounds in four months, let me know. I got you. I got you that. I got the program for you that you can actually continue to drop weight on vacation. Look amazing when you show up at the beach and just get the results that you've been looking for without having to give them back up. Once you stop, once you stop doing the program. Okay. I want to give you something sustainable. Um, two bonus ones for you right now. So I know I said three, but I wanted to give you two more bonus tips. Number one is thou shalt rest, okay? You can't train your chest every single day. You need to be giving yourself rest. And so this can be sleep. It can be foam rolling. It can be eating the right foods at the right times, getting the right, the right recovery in. 
that thou shalt rest, thou shalt recover. That's a major important one for getting results. And then the last one, and you knew I had to go there because we always do it on the show, but thou shalt not quit. Thou shalt not quit because it, if thou sh does not quit, thou cannot lose. Thou shalt not lose. So if you don't quit, you can't lose. If you don't quit, you can't lose. So if you, so just keep going. And if you need a support, if you need a, like a pep talk, you need something, let me know. Drop me a comment. If you're in the group watching this live, drop a comment on this and I can I'll get back to you. If you're not, shoot me an email, nate at nhtrainingsystems.com. That'll get you into my personal inbox and I'm happy to help in any way that I can. But just, just know that if you are, if you're already committed to the process and you know that even if the results took you twice as long, you would still do them, then you already won. You already did it. So all you got to do is just stay consistent, one step in front of the other, one foot in front of the other and rock and roll. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast, guys. I hope you're having an amazing day. If you need anything else, let me know. I'm here for it. I want to see you guys win. Love you. Bye.